When the Ryu flu relapses. When the Brit needs to sit. When Ostron was told, do it anyway. That is when a hero wrote. You stand between me and my lord and kin. Be gone. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Welcome, brave adventurers, to Heroes Rise. I'm Ostron, and joining us on our quest this evening is absolutely no one else. It would appear that after 18 long months of staying at home, Ryu's immune system has been utterly destroyed, and she's come down with a second bout of Ryu flu. Speaking of things being utterly destroyed, Lenin read the warning label on a food product that said excessive consumption may cause laxative effects. He then excessively consumed it, and followed up by rolling a natural one on his constitution saving throw. Hearing all this, the research beholders have instituted social distancing quarantine, and they're enforcing it with disintegration rays. What the heck, dude? I was just getting coffee! I happened to be in the workshop at the time, and there was a scrying stone in here. Lucky me. Now normally we'd push the show off by a week, but there was at least one news item that's a little more time critical. So while I'm waiting for Rostro to finish calibrating the critical uleocidal rendering expedient, there's a quick roundup of the latest items from around the D&D multiverse that I will cover with you all. First of all, it's probably good that Ryu is not here, because the physical versions of some of the recent books announced by Wizards of the Coast Specifically, Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos, and, yes, Fizban's Treasury of Dragons, have had their physical ship dates delayed. Citing, quote, goblin-related issues, unquote, wizards have said that the new release dates for Fizban's and Strixhaven are the 26th of October and the 7th of December, respectively. Once again, that means Fizban's is still coming out before Strixhaven. And in order to keep everything cohesive, they're also delaying the digital releases to match the above dates. Now, several reviewers out there have already received their physical review copies of Fizban's Treasury of Dragons. That includes Heroes Rise's personal favorite leaker. However, in a surprising turn of events, there have been absolutely zero leaks. So, again apologizing to the absent Ryu, there is no more new information, so we're just going to have to wait another week or two before we can look at Fizban's the old-fashioned, non-leaky way. That said, there have been, as mentioned, a few more preview items released, thanks to the physical copies that the various reviewers have received. Most of what is contained in the book is stuff we've already mentioned in the previous episode, however there is some new artwork that's making the rounds including an image of the Deep Dragon, which is also known as the Purple Dragon, which might interest a few people. Speaking of books, we now know that the next hardcover release from Wizards of the Coast will be... not Hammer, which is something I am personally very happy about. Coming our way on March 15th, 2022, priced at $49.95 US dollars, is Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep, an epic Critical Role campaign for the world's greatest role-playing game. That at least is according to the cover. Also according to the cover, the greed of mortals has awakened a powerful entity long thought destroyed. For eons, this mighty champion of the gods has been imprisoned in the darkest depths of Exandria. 
His name has been forgotten, as have his heroic deeds. Languishing in despair, he calls out for new heroes to save him. Those of you who've never watched Critical Role may be mentally marking this as a pass already because you're unfamiliar with the setting. However, you can take a little bit of comfort knowing that you are not alone in that, because this adventure is taking place in areas of Exandria that Critical Role fans aren't familiar with either. The book is inspired by the campaigns of Critical Role, and it does feature a few places from both campaigns 1 and 2, but the majority of the book takes place in areas that the shows have barely scratched the surface on, eventually ending up in the titular Netherdeep, which is described as a terrifying cross between the Far Realm and the Deep Ocean. Unlike the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, this is a pure adventure module, taking players from levels 3 to 12 and, according to the press release, contains seven chapters of thrilling adventure, some new creatures, new magic items, a poster map of Ankarel, and comes, quote, bursting with lore and all new art depicting Exandria. According to Matt Mercer, the new book will explore ideas and elements not yet seen in the show, and says, quote, Getting to bring a direct adventure book within Exandria to life is really such an exciting thing, especially exploring ideas and elements I've never been able to bring to a campaign myself yet. Working with such a talented team to develop and craft a tale like this is an absolute honor, and I cannot wait for folks to step into the unique mysteries and dark challenges that Call of the Netherdeep invites. So this wasn't that setting, but it did leave many people wondering, does this count as one of the new or classic settings that were mentioned by Wizards of the Coast as being included in the releases coming out this and next year? According to Ray Winninger, no. On Twitter, Ray confirmed that the settings are very much still in the works, and we can still expect two classic settings coming this year, and one more in 2023. And finally, we've often said on the show that although they're correct when you consider the actual scale of the creatures at hand, sometimes WizKids minis are sort of pushing the label a bit. To that end, we think they've probably peaked with their recent announcement. Standing at 11 inches tall and measuring 15.5 inches from Gnashing Maw to Destructive Tail, this legendary creature is possibly the most dreaded monster of the Material Plane. Depending on which origin story and mythology you believe, it's possible there is only one of these creatures, although no one can predict where and when it will strike. Unless you're using a scroll that summons one, of course. Thank you, Mr. Perkins. Yes, WizKids have announced they are unleashing a Tarask Mini. The Tarask Mini, again in quotes, is available for pre-order for the cool cool price of $419.99 US cents. So, you may want to start saving your gold coins now. And that's essentially it for this episode of Heroes Rise. Assuming Gath can get some healing spells running and there are no wild magic issues, we'll be back with episode 186 next week on October 28th. That gives you all another week to answer the community questions from last week, which were, Minsk and Boo have their own book. Do you agree with the internet and think it's a model for how wizards should be doing releases going forward? Or is this just more of the same? Secondly, do you think the Unearthed Arcana release is finally definitive proof that Wizards of the Coast will be releasing Spelljammer in 5th edition, or is this yet another red herring that's just got way more effort than usual? And finally, regardless of the reason for it, what do you think of the actual races in the Unearthed Arcana? Are they new and interesting with a few quirks that need to be fixed, or are they overpowered with mechanics or entire entries that need to be scrapped and redone? And one new question added to go along with the news from this week, 
Is the fact that this is an entirely new and unexplored part of Exandria making you think about picking up the new Critical Role resource? Or is this still just a critter-centric entry that you'll be skipping over? As always, if you want to respond to any of those questions or raise some points of your own, you can comment on this show's post on our website, heroesrisepodcast.com. You can find us on all good social media at heroesrisednd. You can email us, sendingstone at heroesrisepodcast.com, or you can chat with us live and join the Heroes Rise community at discord.heroesrisepodcast.com. Thanks, as always, to the Heroes Rise crew, including our head scribe, Gath Memvar, our social media mage, Ray Ray, our web wizard, Mark, our dungeon master and Adventures League correspondent, Indigo Spectre, our master of the marketplace, Blood Lake, and our audio alchemists, Mikey, Brenwyn, and Tomosthenes. Special thanks go to our halfling moneylenders, Marty Chidoric, The Despoiler, The Hobbyist, Randall Evans, Brewhammer, The Sobby, Rat Queen, and Amber Squirrel Craning. Vince Fepp for all the awesome music you've heard throughout the show. Be sure to check him out at vincefepp.bandcamp.com and Lo of Lowe's Lair, the designer of our banners and avatars. You can find him on Twitter at Lowe's underscore Lair and Facebook at facebook.com slash Lowe's Lair. But above all, we want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to our very short tale this evening. And until our paths shall cross again, fare thee well, brave adventurers. Oh, and if you're a plumber in the Bristol area of the United Kingdom, don't be afraid to charge double.